Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Semi-Skeptic Podcast with me, Chris. And me, Aaron. And today we are going to be reading from this bad boy. And I've realised you lot can't see, but I'm holding up the <laughs> little yellow book of conspiracy theories. Which, of course, we haven't visited since our early episodes. Mm. Uh, yeah. I have to say as well, for those that people at home that aren't aware, before... Uh... <laughs> Chris introduced the show. He sparked up a cigarette and took a drag. It was very 50s radio host. <laughs> You're listening to uh, 10.5 a.m. It is 2.30 in the morning. And, uh... Time for some smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Gave me a bit of a Pontypool kind of yeah. good movie. But, yeah, so we're going to... We're going to do this at random, and I think the only way we can really do this is if I'll probably flick through the book and then you tell me when to stop. Excellent. I think that's when the I... only real way. Yeah, when I pull out my cock, you yeah. stop. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. That's it. Right. I mean, if anyone else out there knows a way to do this, I'm all ears, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Are you ready, good sir? Always. Let me know. Uh, go. Oh. Oh, if you landed on you, can't. John Lennon. Oh, time traveller? Let's find out. Ooh. John Lennon was shot on 8th December 1980 outside the... De- Dakota building in New York by 25-year-old Mark David Chapman. Was Chapman merely another disturbed killer, unsure of his own motives, or could there be, in fact, have been political reasons behind the killing? It would seem unlikely that Chapman killed Lennon to be famous. Over his lifetime, Chapman turned down around 40 interviews and said himself, I am not the seeker after publicity. He never gave an interview and never allowed documentaries to be featured him, which then never allowed documentaries which featured him to be filmed. Moreover, his composure after he had shot Lennon was quite remarkable. Lennon was one of the most politically active musicians of his generation. This, coupled with his reputation as a drug user, classified him as an undesirable in the eyes of the authorities, making it difficult for him to obtain a green card to come and live in the US. The coinciding of his return to his former greatness with Reagan's rise to to power is interesting to say the least. Reagan's policies were radical and Lennon was the only person who would have been able to bring out millions of people to protest against them. The question, therefore, has to be asked whether there may have been some kind of political involvement in his murder. In the book, Who Killed John Lennon? Fenton Bressler argued that Chapman was brainwashed and programmed to kill Lennon. Another theory goes that it was actually... It was actually a best-selling crime author, Stephen King, who killed Lennon and that Chapman was simply paid to take the blame for the murder. The theory highlights the physical likeness between King and Chapman. 
a coded government message allegedly hidden in newspaper headlines in the weeks before the murder and in letters written to the editor of a paper by people whose names put together include Chapman's full name and part of King's. One of the letter writers says that he is a pawn just waiting for some giant hand to move me to some hostile square. And he goes on to say that the hand is President Reagan. The theory suggests that this is a reference to government manipulation of Chapman in order to frame him for a crime that he had never committed. In a strange twist, Chapman had approached King shortly before the murder to ask for a photograph of him and King standing together. He lately claimed he later claimed that he had originally planned to kill King instead, but did not have the confidence. But it is possible that he was really meeting the author to discuss their plan to kill Lennon. Wow. A lot I've of never... forces for that one. Mm. I've never heard that one about Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've not heard that one before. It sounds like a Stephen King novel. Hmm. For sure, that's something he'd write. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Don't know. I mean... It's hard to say, really. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Beatles, so I don't really follow a lot of their history and stuff. Mm. Um, I know, obviously, I know about Mark Chapman and whatnot. We used to have a um, kid in my school called Mark Chapman, and uh, I always sort of like whenever I um, think of like John Lennon getting killed, for some reason, I always imagine the uh, killer having Mark's face, mm. <laughs> just like <laughs> my little fourteen-year-old running around with his fucking. Puberty stare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thing is, though, we hear so many like horror stories about things the government have done back in the day. And if and if anyone thinks, what well, out there thinks the idea of us or the US having people assassinated is like far fetched. Well, no. Every, mm. every country has people assassinated. Yeah. You know, it happens a lot. I mean, look at fucking... Mate, it's just... Would a hippie be that much of a threat, though? That's the To Warren being assassinated? I know. I mean, he was like a... He was like a Jesus-like figure back back then, though. Like, Mm. he, he was a type of celebrity people didn't know of before, other than, like... Emperors and prophets and like princes and shit. That's for someone like an, an artist who's got a voice to millions of people when he's saying stuff that's making sense to those people of his generation. I mean, what year was it? Uh, 1980, he, he got assassinated. Yeah, so post, um, post Vietnam, then. Yeah, so, well, he's got. All of the history of Vietnam on his side as well. You can just point to that about the, mm. the Reagan administration was, uh, from what I understand, well, it depends who you talk to. Because you hear like some people saying he was the greatest president that ever lived, and you've got other people who were like just, well, the complete opposite. So you can't really get a clear picture. No. 
But we already know that old governments like, well, we say we know about, but we there's certain things that show a lot of evidence of like government agencies tampering with everyday lives and you know, particularly when it came to like MK Ultra, you know, they were they were seeing if they could brainwash people with LSD and stuff, and they were even just doing it to Johns. They were um, like a um, lot of prostitutes and stuff. Um, Operation Climax. They were just given Oof. these these um, yeah, they they were just given these um, prostitutes like LSD hmm. to put in their um clients' drinks. Then when they take it and start tripping, fucking. Bunch of scientists would walk in and just stand over the bed and just take notes, watching him and just being like, "Oh, what's he doing?" and stuff like that. Yeah, mental shit, mate. Mm. And what are they going to do? Run to the police? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was at a brothel, high on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, I'm innocent, damn it. So, so like, I mean, I've watched a lot of X Files. So clearly, I like to think the smoking man probably had something to do with it. But at the same time, so it, it, it says Mark Chapman probably would have, it's unlikely he would have wanted the um, fame and attention, where we all know his name still. And maybe yeah. that was enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's like, I'm the guy who shot John Lennon. I don't need to make any fucking interviews. I don't like talking to people. You know what I mean? But people, and, I and that's the thing. He's so famous. He didn't need to do interviews or appear in documentaries or anything. No. Everyone knows who Mark Chapman is. And it's like, that's immortalized enough. Mm. So, yeah, I don't yeah. buy the whole, oh, unlikely because, like I said before, there's different types of attention people want. It doesn't necessarily mean you want everyone's attention at all times. No. That's why a lot of people lie to their um, psychologists. They just, want the, they just want the attention from one person. Who they mm. can like tell their fantasy, they can play fantasies to. Like, there's a show called um, Breaking Bad. I'm sure you're familiar with. Have you watched that? I have, and I'm one of the <clears throat> the oddballs that didn't like it. Oh well, so well, well. First of all, you're dead to me, and second yeah. of all, <laughs> it's like there's a there's a bit in it where this one of the main ladies, she's a bit mental because she's bored of her like suburban lifestyle. She just she likes to go to like house viewings and just pretend she's someone else, like her husband's an astronaut, and she's in the Peace Corps, and they've got a kid in Juilliard or something, and mm. she's pretending she can she's got a false name and all this sort of stuff. Because that's what some people want. They just want mm. people to, to wonder. And that could yeah. be enough, Mark, you know. Mm. Yeah. And in the words of Eric in the words of Eric Cartman, he shot the king of hippies. He did. He did. That's another thing as well. They say it was the catcher in the what in the rye that mm. sort of um pushed him to uh shooting John Lennon. Because he, he like quoted something but like it, it, I think he's saying like a like, what was it, kill all the posers or something. <laughs> kill the posers. It was some it was something <laughs> really? like that. Yeah, it was something mental like that. But it was a it was a quote lifted straight from like the book, so they think like that might have been something, it was something like that. Hmm. But uh, so yeah, I could see the government getting involved in it, but I, I think it's more likely that he was probably just a nutter. I know that's not as sexy, but no. Well, I, like, I wouldn't rule it out. I'd say it's plausible, but yeah. You? No, I'm sort of the same, really, mate. I think 
he's probably probably was just a, a fucking a nut case. Mm. <clears throat> um, again, with the government, like what I said earlier, I don't see what the real gain would be from killing him. Yeah, I I get it. You know, he's anti-war and this and that, but. It wasn't like he was the only one at the time who was that, you know, and mm. I, I don't know, I just don't, not buying into, I'm certainly not buying into the Stephen King thing, like, fucking, what no. would King, what would King gain from it? Yeah, and he's, I, I don't, yeah, no, that's a weird one. Mm. Uh, and I know Stephen King was a, um, or still is, a, mm. um, big fan of Beatles. So if he was going to like, they were going to meet or anything, it'd probably just be a mutual respect for each other's art and wanting to hang out. Yeah. Artists hang out all the time. John Lennon was a big reader, you know, he loved, he loved drugs. And at that time, all of Stephen King's writings would have been very drug adult. Yeah. uh, Because he was, he was bang on the coke at the time. So, you know, it was a, yeah, yeah. So, Oh, yeah, I, I think them two meeting would have just, you know, just been one of those things. Yeah. Meanwhile, Stephen King was listening to this, rubbing his hands together, going, good, good. <laughs> I got away with it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting, though. Yeah. Definitely interesting. Oh, I mean... I, th- I like to think we've put that one to bed now and that will never, ever be featured in another conspiracy book ever, ever again. Mm. But, you know, no only living... who, who wrote this book again, sorry? This was written by Jamie King. Jamie King. Yes. Mm. And he has a conspiracy theory about Stephen King, who is a writer in his book. Interesting. The coincidences keep mounting up. (laughs) Right then, next one. Right. You ready, good sir? Yep, there you go. Oklahoma City bombing. Where'd that happen? Well, let's find out. The Oklahoma City bombing was completely bewildering, and authorities have struggled to find some kind of motive behind the violence. I don't remember the Oklahoma City bombing. I remember the um, Boston, what was it, the Boston bombing? Yeah. That marathon? Yeah, I remember that one. Um, Suggestions have included uh, vengeance for the... uh, the Waco siege, as well as an elaborate anti-Bill Clinton plot. But the action would appear to be rather extreme if this was the case. In a video lecture entitled America in Peril, uh, Mark Cohen, I think that's how you say his name, stated that the United Nations had launched an invasion of the US, claiming that UN troops were pouring into the US and hiding in secret military bases and the headquarters of these secret sites, none other than Oklahoma. Kohenerk also claimed that urban street gangs were being trained, equipped and uniformed to be deployed to the front line in the US invasion. 
According to Kohenerk, the states of the US were set to be abolished and the country would be divided into 10 regions under the iron fist of the UN. Moreover, as a part of their takeover plan, UN troops intended to lock up US, US citizens in 43 detention camps located throughout the nation. And, he added, the processing centre for the detainees in the western half of the United, United States is Oklahoma City. Newspapers reported that the executed bomber, Timothy James McVeigh, was one of several bodyguards for Kohenerk at a Florida appearance. If McVeigh and his co-conspirators were as close to Con Kohenerk, as the press would have had it, it seems possible that the Oklahoma City bombing was meant to be a lethal blow to the supposed UN plot to lock Americans into the aforementioned regional concentration camps. In any case, it is perhaps difficult to believe that McVeigh and Terry Nichols, the other man convicted of the bombing, were capable of organising such an enormous act of terrorism by themselves. Where would they have got so much fertiliser and racing car fuel from? And it wouldn't have raised suspicion. And wouldn't it wouldn't it have raised suspicion when they brought them? What would motivate two men to carry out an atrocity on this scale? Surely not simply the anti-government message they were accused of sending. Many theorists point to the examination of the blast site and specifically damage of the building suffered. Several, building, uh, several reports, including one independent report carried out in 1997, suggest that there must have been supplementary explosives within the building for it to have collapsed as it did. The truck bomb alone claims the report would have not been sufficient to cause structural damage on the scale that occurred. Analysis of nearby uh, seismographs suggests that there were two tremors, which various claims prove the presence of another device already set up in the building. This alleged prior installation of the secondary device points to inside knowledge and suggests that there were more than just two men involved. Security cameras in the area also cut out shortly before the event, coming back online just in time to catch the blast. Coincidence or the work of someone with expert knowledge? Perhaps there was a whole organisation behind the bombing and the two men convicted were nothing more than scapegoats. Some theorists say the group behind the bombing could potentially have links to the very top, that is, to Bill Clinton, then president. They suggest that they they suggest he that he may either have known about the plot in advance and done nothing about it or even have ordered the whole operation in order to reflect, reflect badly on the militia movement McVeigh was accused of supporting. Although there is no evidence linking Clinton with the explosion, this would explain the, the supposed evidence of a second device. Who better to install a secret bomb than the government agents trained to do exactly that? Others feel that foreign influence may have been behind the bombings. Nicholas may have come into contact with the man behind the World Trade Center bombing of 1993, and the van rented was from the same company used for previous truck bombings by foreign terrorist groups. 
although investigations reportedly reopen into the tragedy as people stumble across more evidence of a conspiracy behind the bombing, we will never have a chance to ask McVeigh his side of the story as he was executed by lethal injection in 2001. Mm. I'll be honest, I have no fucking knowledge of this whatsoever. Me either. The only thing I know about all this stuff and know we'll put in uh, quotation marks, uh, I don't think they had anything to do with the 93 9-11 mm. bombings because I think that's pretty much confirmed that that was Bin Laden's people mm. back in the day, like him doing that sort of thing. Like, because that was like a test thing, wasn't it? They yeah. set off that one in the lower levels of the car park, and it turned out it just rang some people's ears a little bit and was like, Jesus. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe that mm. guy was connected in with it as well. I mean, yeah. But I've not heard of this one. It was, uh, I mean, I. I would have been seven. Yeah. So I really don't remember this at all. No. It might be one to look into, though, because it sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be honest, I haven't really got any... There's bound to be some... ...comments uh... on this one, to be honest with you. I, whenever there's well, stuff saying... You, man, because... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was saying, like, like I say, I haven't really got any real comments about this one, but whenever it's, you know, uh, government officials or president being involved, it's always, um, it's definitely worth looking into, I reckon. Oh, 100%. What's, uh, and we, we know that, you know, it's not as though these morbid ideas have been brought up before, you know, places of power i mean operation northwards was a was an, an idea that was brought to the table during the uh, kennedy administration about shooting down a couple of uh american airliners just so mm. they could blame it on cuba okay now yeah also they had, a, they had a reason to um you know raid along the border and stuff and it weren't long after uh kennedy said no to that that uh he got allegedly assassinated himself. Well, he got assassinated. He got assassinated the fuck out of. It's just uh, who by is a, mm. a whole other thing. Mm. Yeah. That's a weird one as well, isn't it? That's, that's definitely one where we're going to have to do well, like yeah. we'll do serious a... research. Like yeah. We'll have to watch the film and a whole documentary on YouTube. Mm. I like that film. It's not a bad film. Mm. Kevin Costner, mate. Yeah. Gary Oldman, Kevin yeah. Bacon. You got some good, uh, yeah, it's a good. Oliver Stone, mate. The man knows how to make a film. That he does. Yeah. Midnight Express, classic. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple. <laughs> Always a massive cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> Cable guy. Cable, cable. Cool. So yeah, we'll put, we can put a pin in that one for sure. Yeah. The Oklahoma City bombing, but mm. that sounds like one worth looking into. 
thing is, though, what I will say as well, I mean, I don't know how much the author knows about this, and he probably knows more than I do, but I think, like, fertiliser and, like, race car fuel and stuff like that is the same kind of bombs, like, the um, Medellin cartel would use, like, back in the day, like, the same, around the same sort of time, really, like, in car bombs and stuff, and, mate, those things would blow down, like, entire building blocks. Oof. Like these things are powerful. Like yeah. they, they they set they set one off out in the road outside of like a shopping mall and killed fucking hundreds of people. Yeah. I've just like seen the, some these of the things go bang. They go yeah. bang. Oh, I've just seen some of the pictures of like mate, it's fucking yeah, quite the explosion. Oh yes, yeah. quite a female explosion. Yeah, but no, definitely, definitely one to uh, yeah. Even if, would, on at even some if point. it's not enough for a full episode, it'll be interesting just to watch a documentary about it or something. Yeah, yeah. I like that whole sort of like government espionage. Like, I love a good conspiracy thriller, mm. especially if it's got Denzel Washington in it. You whack the Manchurian candidate on, mate. Oof, I'll watch him start to finish. That's a good movie. The Constant Gardener with a. Ralph Fiennes and uh, and uh, Rachel Vice. Oh, they did Rachel Vice. Mega babe, yeah, mate. Uh, the other English Rose. We've got a few English Roses. We've got uh, Kate Winslet, Olivia Coleman, Rachel Vice. There's a whole bunch of them. They're all out there. I know Weaver Green's French, but she, she speaks with a British accent, so that counts. Yeah. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now. <sighs> right, so that's uh, how many? That's, no, that's two, right? That's two. And both that's of them two. were in, both of them involved the president. Hmm. Well, this one next Reagan. one. Yeah, one, one Republican, one Democrat. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see if we uh... Found ourselves a third president. Reagan used to uh, call his wife Mummy. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Like, Mummy. That's what he'd call her. That's his nickname for Did her. Did he actually really? Mike, Google it. You've got, <laughs> you've got the Google books. You've got the Google box in front of that. He is famous for calling his wife Mummy. He would say it like that as well. Like if it, it's the old Nancy Reagan with the old uh, just saying no to drugs. Just say no. That sort of thing, and he would he'd be there talking to her, mommy. Said we'd say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, like jelly beans, though, can't hold that against well, him. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, apparently, he always had a bowl of jelly beans on the uh, on the desk in the Oval Office. Mm. Signs of a oh, yeah. that is, mate. Anyway. <laughs> Well, it could be that. <laughs> Akuna Matata. <laughs> Shout out to straight up Yorkshire. Just had himself a baba. Yeah. Yorkshire. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fucking hell, his, his unbelief bill just shot right up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's he going to do? Right, Oof. number three, bro. Right. Say when, young Aaron. When? when? Young Aaron. And we are, oh, 
Well, I don't think this one's going to involve a US president, but oh, we'll see. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> this one's William Shakespeare, so <laughs> let's see. Ooh, well, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> okay, William Shakespeare. Romeo and, yeah. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, Henry V, A Midsummer Night's Dream, As You Like It, and The Tempest. These are just some of the much-celebrated works penned by William Shakespeare. Fucking tell that to the kids that have just done their fucking GCSE and A-levels. up they'll beg Poor to differ. Fuckers. Yeah, I fucking hated reading that shit. Anyway, the iconic words, the iconic English wordsmith. Or was someone else behind the plays? Is Shakespeare's history, history, is Shakespeare history's greatest literary hoax? There are those who believe that it was not actually Shakespeare who wrote the portfolio of classics that is credited to Stratford-upon-Avon's Big Up, most famous son. Is the lack of written evidence for Shakespeare's existence, aside from his plays, proof that he was a work of fiction? How can the modestly educated Shakespeare's extensive knowledge of languages and travel be explained. So who was responsible? Christopher Christopher Marlowe, I think, yeah, Marlowe, is one candidate put forward as the real hand behind the likes of Othello and the Merchant of Venice. Marlowe was a 16th century poet and is a celebrated Elizabethan tragedian. Right, tragedies. And is a celebrated Elizabethan Romeo and Juliet, Ulysses, (laughs) Superman (laughs) 2. In his own right. His death in 1953... Uh, 1953. Fuck me, really, <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. 1593. After being fatally stabbed in a brawl in Deptford, would preclude mm, him from being the author of the works. Four hundred and two years later, there's an explosion in Oklahoma. Coincidence? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that would preclude him from being the uh, author of the works of Shakespeare. But some considered that he faked his own demise in order to avoid arrest for blasphemy and to hide from debt collectors with murderous intent. From the sanctuary of anonymity, he is said to have penned the plays and sonnets accredited to his peer, who some believed was merely a village actor that that Marlowe employed as part of his cover. A copyist named Thomas... Walsingham is also thought to be um, complicit in the deception. In order to stop his identity being discovered through his handwriting, Marlowe employed Walsingham to copy out his manuscripts. Such a scam would explain why Shakespeare's first drafts were near perfect. Sir Francis Bacon is another figure widely considered to have been the real Shakespeare. 
allusions to his duplicity in his letters that where he describes himself as a concealed poet he has been singled out by theorists as evidence of his trickery others allege that he took the pen name to ensure anonymity anonymity fucking hell i can't even pronounce it yeah that one as his aristocratic heritage would have never allowed him true literary fame. The only Shakespeare notebook ever found is said to be Bacon's premuse. Bacon's name is even said to appear in Shakespeare's works. Edward de Vere, 17th Earl of Oxford, is suggested by some to be responsible for the Shakespearean catalogue. Again, it is de Vere's aristocratic heritage that demanded the pseudonym uh basically yeah that demanded the pseudonym as it was considered shameful for a man of such stature to write for public theater at the time his classical education and similarities between the plays and his life are supposed proof of his authorship or was it Henry Neville, a distant relative of Shakespeare, whose nickname was Falstaff, a character that appears in three plays? It has even been alleged that Shakespeare was not a man at all, but that the words world's famous playwright was no less than Queen Elizabeth I, a highly intelligent woman whose greatest legacy may have actually been duping the centuries of historians and the production of the greatest catalogue of English literature we want to know what's funny mm. uh, one of the uh, uh, of course with old uh, Queen Elizabeth I one of her nearest and dearest happened to be a man with great knowledge on theatre and how theatre worked because he worked within those areas making machines and stages and what else Mr John Dee mm. He was a very illiterate man. He was very, very fucking smart. Mm. And, you know, we already know he was spying and stuff for uh, Queen Elizabeth. He could have been doing all sorts of shit. And I'm sure there are plenty of other people in um, history that are perhaps amalgamations of groups of people, like William Shakespeare. It might have been like, uh, who we know through the annals of history, people, we, we maybe we just assumed... <clears throat> William Shakespeare was a person. Mm. William Shakespeare was a theatre company. And it just happened to be taking place in a building at the time that was known as the William Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, it, could been, it could have been anything like that, you know. Mm. And it's like, it's only, I mean, boy, it's only been in recent years that um, historians have really agreed that even King Arthur was like um, uh, fiction. But there was debate on that. Same with uh, Robin Hood until recent years. So it wouldn't surprise me if it turned out that this uh, certain guy and a mix of other people. But mm. if it weren't, I mean, how much, like you say, someone very mildly educated, and how do they know those are the first drafts? And, well, yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, that's one thing we need to know. And another thing as well is how much like records were they really keeping the people back then? I mean, if he was mildly educated, he's not going to be in all the school systems. And a lot of... A lot of people couldn't afford education. Some people would have someone perhaps like in their family who was an officer and knew how to read and would like teach people. It doesn't mean they were 
I mean, most times out of a out of ten, yeah, they would have been educated back then to be literate, but it's not like they were mutually exclusive between the poor and the rich. It, it would always have been like at least one poor person knocking around. He would have known a few words because a lot of these poor people they started off somewhere. Hmm. You know, some of them used to be businessmen. Some of them, some of them were best, and a lot of these people get taught to to read during wars and who knows what else and fucking delivering messages and stuff. So it's not mm. like anyone who was working class or lower didn't know how to read. It was rare, but it happened. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. But even if it... See, it's a weird one because they sit there and they go, oh, yeah, what if this person did that person did it? It's like, well, they make it sound sinister. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, oh, conspiracy. It's like, is it a conspiracy? <laughs> or is it some... Like you say, like that... that that guy who was like high in government and he was like, I always wanted to be a playwright, but you know, who I am doing because of his aristocracy, you know, which is of course you take on the uh, the title of your father once he dies, that sort of a thing. So if he let's say like that what was this guy's title? Um, like Duke or something? Yeah, seventeenth Earl of Oxford. Yeah, seventeenth fell. So his yeah. his dad would have been the sixteenth fell. He might not have wanted to be the seventeenth fell, but he has to be because it's, it's his birth sake and whatnot. So he might have sat yeah. there and thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to be sat on my ass doing nothing, basically yeah. getting paid to turn up to parties and shake hands with people that he probably doesn't like, mm. never met, and none of them like him. They just want to be licking his boots so they can get a bit of money." Yeah, he probably, yeah, had used his resources as a chases. Chase's dream of writing plays, and it's like, you mm. know he had it both ways. He was like, it turns out, you know, I can carry on doing what I do, but I'm because if you're an artist, pseudonyms and stuff like that, are very common, mm. you know. Yeah, because some people don't want the credit and stuff. Some people do. Yeah, some don't. You know, so yeah, maybe Shakespeare did do it. Maybe he didn't. We're never gonna know, but. Like for sure, probably, but the body of work is there that speaks for itself, and mm. that's what I like to think is important. Don't worry about the artists; just look at the artists left over after. Yeah, you know, and, so. and whether whether it was written by him or not, it's obviously pretty good because it's like four hundred years later, and people are still doing the hunting things, unfortunately, and doing all the fucking films and there's what mm. else. But now, how do you explain all like the? the fucking paintings of him and shit. Yeah. Maybe they could be like, uh, there was just someone they knew. Yeah. Maybe it was based on descriptions from people. Yeah. The mouth, like, oh, he had a pointy nose, going a bit fit on top, had a bit of a, a poncy moustache. Mm. Always, always wore a Jacobean ruff because he had fleas. You know? Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> maybe that was the maybe that was just a picture on the wall of the William Shakespeare uh, theatre company. Mm. Maybe that's the guy who owned the building beforehand. Yeah, could be many of these things. Could be a million things, or it could just be some bloke with William Shakespeare who's really fucking good at writing plays. Yeah, yeah. There's all people to remember. People <laughs> to remember. There's there's prodigies. Yeah, all over the place. You know what I mean? What do you get? Yeah. Hmm. What was what's your doubt? No, no, no. I, 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 I um, 
I think he probably was just a genuine fucking person who was good at plays, but it, it, yeah. I, I could believe it if it turned out that, you know, it was just a, like a an alias name or whatever. Yeah. yeah I could fucking... I say maybe it was, you know, even if it ain't Queen Elizabeth the first, it might have just been another fucking female. Yeah. You know, and, you know, back then, you know, females weren't allowed to do that sort of shit. So she's just got some fucking chavvy and gone, look, you're going to be the face of it, but these are my fucking plays. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they had to use this face because the, uh, the, the actual writer was black. Yeah. Could have been. Will yeah. I am Shakespeare? Yeah. 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 Never know. Yeah. Could be anything. Like you say, with like women, there might not let them do it. Mm. Yeah, could be loads of things. Could but be anything. I, I'm certainly not going to lose any sleep on it. I will. No. No. We're far too cool. Right. Too cool for school. So I think we've sussed all of these so far, apart from the yeah. Oklahoma. What's in uh, place number four, my friend? Okay. Yeah, still. We are on. Ooh. Another British one. Brexit. Brexit. The good old Brexit. Let's get into it. Mm. The referendum on whether the United Kingdom should leave the European Union held on the 23rd of June 2016. Fucking hell, is that long ago? I know, mate. Seven years already. Fucking hell. Was one of the most monumental votes in British political history. And the subsequent... 49 to 51. It was as well, wasn't it? Bloody well was, mate. And the subsequent leave result sent shockwaves around the world. Quickly dubbed Brexit by the media, the process of preparing to leave the EU and negotiate a withdrawal deal became a torturous affair that divided the UK. Almost inevitably, it gave rise to scores of conspiracy theories, some more well-founded than others. Here I Isn't just... it always the way? <laughs> <laughs> here, here are just some of the theories relating to this diversive topic. Aliens. <laughs> the EU is believed to be on the path of creating a single European superstate. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'll, I'll let's say, yeah. Uh, to be ruled over by unelected officials in Brussels. This was a popular theory among some Brexiteers. For proof, they looked to developments such as the European cults, the European anthem, the euro single currency, and speculation around the creation of a European army. And the next one, fake news was circulated on social media during the referendum campaign, and there have been there may have been Russian interference. Oh yeah, yeah, the old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, there is likely some truth in this. <laughs> the University of Edinburgh 
reported that over 400 Twitter accounts that were used as Russian propaganda tools. Facebook has also said that fake news was a problem at the time, though the company did not release any statistics. The next one is voter suppression tactics were allegedly used to prevent certain groups, including the, the young and British citizens living abroad, from voting in the referendum. Many younger voters were dismayed to find that the referendum vote date coincided with the Glastonbury Festival, potentially keeping uh, 175,000 then he's put in brackets, likely Romain, Remain voters away from the polls. And Brits living abroad, abroad for long... Hang on, sorry. And Brits living abroad for longer than 15 years need to have been registered to vote in the UK in the last 15 years and be eligible to vote in the general elections, which denied many the right to vote in the referendum. Some of these ex Pats uh, subsequently launched legal changes to the ruling. The crashing of the electoral uh, registration website in the final hours before the deadline to register the vote was claimed to have been deliberate and not due to a spike in registrations, as was reported. British intelligence service MI15 were said to have planned to change votes manually, hence the provision of pencils rather than pens in polling booths. People took to Twitter urging voters to take their own pens with them when they went to vote. Yeah, I remember seeing a few people do that, saying, bring a pen, don't let them cheat. There was When I'd done it, it was all pens everywhere. There weren't pencils on my one. Yeah, I think we had pens. Did you have pens? Yeah, was, so. You'd probably find it was just a one polling fucking booth and that's it people are fucking yeah anyway uh conservative mp sarah wollaston was accused of being a remain plant the mp was on the leave side at the beginning of the campaign but switched to remain midway raising suspicion that it had been planned all along and then the establishment was said to... Not the establishment. The establishment, Aaron. A.K.A. Yeah. the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Was said to be working behind the scenes to derail the Brexit process and keep the UK in the EU. They done a good job there. And the chaotic negotiations were just, to, were just a ruse to win support for a second referendum. Well, I think most well, of them are all bollocks, if you ask I, me. I myself can, uh, I think this is one of those rare occasions where Aaron has enough know-how to actually give a rational answer on this. Mm, please do. This could be a first, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> Drum set, roll, please. Set your recorders. <laughs> <laughs> but like myself who I was a Remainer I voted Remain I think this Joe King did as well and I think the way that little uh, chapter reads just sounds like sour fucking grapes we lost Joe get over it mm. <laughs> and this is the problem I had with everybody at the time because I'm all 
I'm all for the democratic process. I turned up, I voted, didn't go my way. I was like, all right, they won then. This is how it yeah. is. This is why we do it. Uh, everyone at the time was, no, we should get a second. But why should you? Because it's too close. If it was the other way around, you wouldn't be saying that. You know what yeah. I mean? And all this shit about, like, oh, a lot of young people couldn't get involved. They couldn't vote. Like, well, no, you've got to be 18 to vote. This has always been the way. And and they said it's because they didn't have enough voters. And one of my friends made this fucking argument. He said, well, it's he goes, I think it's unfair because a lot of the kids who are 18 now, who weren't 18 at the time, would have voted to uh, to remain, and they don't get a voice. And it's like, first of all, that's bollocks. They weren't old enough at the time. They couldn't vote. No. You can't sit there and say, can we have it again in a few years and we can save up some more voters? That's not no. how it works. And it's other shit. And it's like, and who is who are you to assume that all the other kids every were, are all going to be remain? Yeah. And it's like he said, Sarah says, oh yeah, it's likely the people at Glastonbury have been right, and that's true because Glastonbury is a very very left-wing kind of enterprise, a very hypocritical enterprise. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the environmentalist stuff they bang on about, I and mean, then last year they were with their uh, electric um, charge points for cars. We don't, instead of petrol pumps, they use them um, ele- um, electric generators, which the electric charge points, which were run on diesel. Uh, yeah, generators. Generators, which yeah. was uh, fun. Yeah. And, I was looking at this before, and you always see the state of the place afterwards when there's been a festival there at Glastonbury. It's a fucking state. Yeah. And funny enough, it's, it's all plastic fucking everywhere. That's stuff that they all say you shouldn't be doing. And mm. they pollute. And, and what's the fucking like, carbon footprint of that festival? Particularly when you think all those artists are getting flown in on all these big fucking uh, private jets and being given all these little free gifts and stuff. And they're going to sit there moaning at us lot and charging you £25 if you want to turn left in fucking London. So, yeah, they would have probably voted that way. But it's just it's just little things like that. See, that's the conspiracy as well. I think he's trying to make his own little conspiracy. Like, oh, they did the voting. So, like, it was like who's they? They keep saying, yeah. like, they. It's like, well, who's they? They yeah. changed the voting so it would coincide with that. Okay. Who did? And it was... That their problem? What could the people at like Glastonbury not go? Oh, was there a voting poll station near here? Or if it was really that much of a problem in advance, they couldn't have had a voting poll station at Glastonbury. Mm. Yeah, they could. They could have set one up and been like, "Well, you know, this is where all of our left wing guys are going to be. Yeah. Let's get a voting." But no, they stopped it. Who's they? So yeah, yeah no, most no, no. most of that just sounds like bullshit. Yeah, right? it's it's all. A lot of it is just stupid. Like the whole fake news thing. There's fake news all the time. It ain't fucking anything. Yeah. No, you know, you. I'd like to think most of us are wise enough now to know what fake news is. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've been fooled a few times, but oh, mate, we, we all sort have. of we can kind of see it a bit better now. The whole photo suppression thing, you know, about the whole Glastonbury Festival. Well, ultimately, if if these, you know, young people were really concerned about it, they could have fucking voted and then gone to the festival afterwards. If that was, you know, just putting it out there. Yeah, if they cared that much. The crashing of the the electoral registration website. (sighs) I don't think that was done deliberately. It's like with anything, you know, when you're buying for tickets for a fucking festival when they first release, 
it crashes all the time. Especially, yeah. you know, that shit, shit, that shit happens. It's just the fucking way how it is, you know? Like, do you remember the fucking energy crisis, like, a year ago or whatever, when people had to get their meter readings in? Mm. I love the energy websites were crashing just because too many people were on it at the same time. The system just couldn't get too much traffic. So that's that one. I mean, MI5 changing the votes manually. I can't see that fucking happening. And this MP who changed her mind, I don't see how that's a fucking conspiracy. People change their mind all the time. Yeah. Through a campaign. It's fucking nothing, you know? That's the thing, though, mate. People who get involved in politics but are rational. I mean, I'm politically homeless. I, I, I can't stand any of them. But people are like, like this guy doesn't clearly didn't get his way. It's just it's always got to be something. And it, when and for them it's like if you can't just change your mind about something. No, 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 no. If if you if you're in agreement with me, that's ironclad now. You're married to that. But if you find new information, like no, 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 something must have they must have been coerced. There's no way I can be wrong. There has to be a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It can't be that they know something I don't. No, no, no. It has to be some foul play. No, bollocks. Yeah. They had a vote. It came fucking close, but we yeah. didn't win. No, but that's we didn't it. win. You didn't win. win. And the whole asking for another vote is just stupid as well. Like, it is. It'd be like playing a game of football and losing 2-1 and going, oh. We should get another go, because if we yeah. scored again, it would have been a draw. Yeah. Like, just Yeah, fucking Stupid. ridiculous. Fucking yeah, ridiculous. Oh, yes. Look at us getting into politics. I mean, I we don't know. Who would have thought it? But... I don't know. I mean, which reminds me, we've got a uh, guest coming on at some point soon. I'll reach it the date. The Whiskey Hell podcast. Oh, nice. And, he, and these guys seem to be into a lot of like uh, conspiracy, conspiratorial stuff within politics. They're forever posting stuff about politics, you see. And they're always saying, oh, when this sort of thing happened, that sort of thing happened. And I think, oh, these guys look like they know something dodgy is going on when they see it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right then. Right. What's the next one, Mister? Let me. Smoke just went in my eye. <laughs> oh, never nice. Oh, right. Better that, better that in ash. Yeah. Now this is the one, Mike. Oh, Go right. for it. Right. They landed on John Lennon again. Go. Oh, Nazi gold. Oh, 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 I'm in. <laughs> Over my dead body. <laughs> Precisely the point. <laughs> right. Nazi gold. The world Jewish Jewish Congress would have us believe that tons of gold stolen by the Nazis during World War II are still kept to this day in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and in the Bank of England in London. 
Furthermore, the organization claims that some of this may have been melted down from the filings of Holocaust victims' teeth. This is horrific in itself, yeah, but it is in fact only a subplot to a much more disturbing conspiracy theory involving the Swiss banks. Oh, 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 them Swiss banks, you hear about them in the movies yeah. all the time. I don't know what they do, but they're, they're in the movies. That were alleged to have colluded with the Nazi regime. The Nazis didn't take over Switzerland, and in return, the Swiss took care of their blood-stained, stolen treasure. The World Jewish Ooh. Congress has taken the situation very seriously ever since it transpired that the authorities in Zurich were hiding accounts of the Holocaust of the yeah, were hiding accounts of the Holocaust written by Jewish victims. It was later reported that the Swiss not only colluded with the Nazis during the war, but once the war was over, they also failed to return all of the Nazi treasure that they had been safeguarding. While it would be shocking for a country that claimed to have been neutral to uh, to team up with the Nazis, it would be more appalling still if six tons of Nazi gold were to be discovered in the safes of the Bank of England. A document from the US Embassy in Paris stated that one post-war Allied shipment of 8,307 bars of gold found in a German salt mine might represent melted-down gold teeth filings. Fillings, sorry. Filings. Um, although this does not conclusively prove the Nazis' gold held by the Allied banks come from the teeth of murdered Jews, it certainly raises the question. Another theory suggests a mafia connection with the gold. According to this theory, Charles Lucky Luciano, a US mobster who specialised in illegal alcohol smuggling and gambling rackets, sent his associate, Maya Lansky, to take a share of the Nazi gold. Langsky travelled to Switzerland and helped to transfer over 300 million into Swiss accounts, which he then laundered through other accounts until it was in the hands of his crooked boss. This money allegedly helped to advance the Mafia's position into one of the dominants in the worldwide criminal society. Lansky's Purloining of his of this blood money and its subsequent laundering have never been proven, but the mob certainly had contacts with the Swiss banks, and the know-how to carry off a scam of such proportions. It has also been reported by various U.S. intelligence sources that the Vatican confiscated Nazi gold to the value of around three hundred and fifty million Swiss francs. At least 200 million of which is still said to be kept in the Vatican bank vaults, mainly in gold coins. The Vatican denies this, obviously, but if this is true, that they were harbouring gold stained with the bloods of millions of people, this must be one of the best kept secrets in the world of conspiracies. As for the Swiss banks, the compensation deal was eventually reached in which they were forced to pay out around 1.25 billion. But after mm. 50 years, 
this came too late for many Holocaust survivors and their families. Okay. Mm. I mean, I knew it was going to wind up with the Vatican somewhere. <laughs> as soon as you said at the beginning, it's in the um, Federal Reserve. My brain straight away went straight away with like Vatican. I got it. <laughs> it's all in, just, it's all in coins, and the Pope just screwed just Scrooge McDuckin yeah. every morning. <laughs> Diving straight in here, doing backstrokes. Too right, mate, because I'm the freaking a Pope. <laughs> yeah, mate, wouldn't surprise me any of that. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of fucking. Mate, that Nazi gold's got to be somewhere. Yeah. I'll certainly fucking got it. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Fucking hell. I mean, I don't understand enough about the banking system no. or the economics to really give any of that any credence. But no. It wouldn't shock me, man, because stuff gets moved around all the time. I mean, I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the way they caught Al Capone in the end, that was through um, tax avoidance because they couldn't get him on anything else. Really? Like, yeah, they literally had to like dig deep and eventually the IRS got him. You know. You know, all the murders and robberies and extortion and all that other stuff, they couldn't pin him for any of it. So they literally went after him for tax avoidance and that's how they got him. Fucking hell. Yeah, There's a really good film about it. Called the Untouchables with uh, Guy Pearce, Robert De Niro, Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Bit of a classic. Mm. But it's an interesting story in and of itself because mm. uh, Al Capone was naughty. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like we say, I don't know enough about the finance world. I mean, that's something I'd have to run past my brother because he's like a legit economist over in Japan. Yeah, so he's got the Nazi gold. Wow, this is what I'm thinking. Hmm. I thought, who do I know who has access to top dollar? And there is Jewish heritage in my family. Hmm. 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 Nice. So worth worth looking into. If anything, hmm. just to see, just to see if there's any validity to it. Yeah. But could be interesting. I can see it. I can see a future episode being made around that. Yeah. Definitely that Oklahoma bombing yeah, one. So we've got a couple we can... Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Hmm. I think we found some ammo for some future shows. Hmm. So, here comes the big question. Does Chris have a cryptid corner? No. Well, good job, uh, Uncle Aaron does. <laughs> Did you think? Fuck! I know I said <laughs> I was going to, but where I was away the weekend, I didn't fucking have it's time. It's all good. Uncle Aaron is on the, and this is a little uh, different to ooh. our usual cryptic corner. Well, this is first of all, it's not Chris's cryptic corner. So, uh, but Aaron's filling in for Chris's uh, yeah. cryptic corner over here. This He's is uh, slacking. This is Aaron's Aryan era. Area, oh. you will, yes. <laughs> yeah, about that, yes. Aaron's Aryan area. Mm. Bit of a ring to it. Now, none of this has anything to do with being Aryan. Okay. But, you know this, you 
Fruity, fruity man. If it opens up properly. Bird, 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 here we go. Okay, now here is a uh, little something for you. As a young lady, and this was what's fun about this is that this was actually posted on my birthday, but eight years ago. Hmm. Um, to get a load of this, right? Let me take you to somewhere, a little town named Belfair in Washington. Okay. Now, they have Bigfoot in Washington. Yeah. And Nancy Hogarth, and uh, this was this young lady's name. Well, it's a young lady. Yeah, she's, she's young. Looking at the photo, I'd say she's in mid to late 30s, perhaps. Kind of a classic American suburban look about her. Hair. Wears a lot of white. Has nice teeth. So you can tell she does all right. Well, she told a Bigfoot tracker that she and the infamous Bigfoot had been in a sexual relationship since 2008 <laughs> and are trying to start a family. I've heard this. <laughs> she claims... That Bigfoot lives in Mason County, Washington. Yeah. And that she first encountered the beast while tending to her marijuana grow. Yeah. Bigfoot was standing there eating all the buds off my plants. Legend. At first, I wanted to run because he's very scary. Well, he would be. But I thought he might eat all my marijuana plants, and that's how I used to make a living. I pointed my shotgun at him, and he put up his hands, scared. He was like, oh, sexy mama, let's not let's not get crazy. And that's when I looked down and noticed he had a huge erection between his legs. And then okay. she she gazed upon it. <laughs> I hadn't got any gotten any in a while, and well, from there it somehow turned into an adult movie. I don't know if he started it or I did. He did me from behind, which felt great. Now, she says the relationship block. Well, don't laugh. It's not funny. It's very serious. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Uh, I don't know. This is, this. this is very, very serious. <laughs> Hoggart said the relationship blossomed from just sex partners into a deep love. Love. A, a slow Cosby, if you would. Hmm. He is so sweet and caring, Hoggart said. He brings me flowers and mushrooms. Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Holds me while we stargaze. The only downside that he doesn't speak he doesn't speak English. I've taught him how to say my name, but it's kind of garbled and he mispronounces it. None say. I think she's off tripping off her balls and she's banging a Mexican. Mm. But that's not for me to say. Hogger said they're don't trying she, for a baby. Don't she call him, I want to say, John? Jorge? <laughs> I think she, is, is that, does she call him John? Well, let's, let's find let's out. Let's find out. Go on. Well, Hogger says, that Nancy Hogger says they're trying for a baby. With no luck thus far, damn. 
but she is confident it will happen, even though she's 52. 52! Love, you don't look bad, 52. Fuck I'll give her that. Know. I thought she was mid to late 30s, but fair enough. Um, Once I'm pregnant, Bigfoot, or John as I call him, <laughs> and, uh, and I are going to settle down and live a quiet, domesticated life in my house. He loves living in the forest, but I'm sick of the long-distance relationship. It's why not, girlfriend. I have to commute for three hours to be with my man. It's getting old and gas is expensive. Olga also said she's going to legally change her last name to Nancy Bigfoot. So she's going to be called Nancy Nancy Bigfoot. Of course, the big question, will she reveal Bigfoot to the public? Will humanity finally have living proof that the mythological creature is real? Nah, says Hogger. <laughs> Regarding presenting Bigfoot to the world, government scientists will just take and dissect him or try to turn him into a soldier to fight ISIS or something. You know how the government is. <laughs> yep, they're always abducting Sasquatch and getting them to fight ISIS. She did say she will sell pictures and samples of Bigfoot's fur through a website she plans to set up. Now that marijuana is legal in Washington State, I don't have an income, Hoggett said. So capitalizing on my boyfriend's fame is how I plan to make my money. Now, this was eight years ago. I wonder hmm. if said website is around. Well, um, is there some Mexican dude getting his hair sold? Let's have a look. Nancy. H-O-G-G-E-R-T. So it could be Hoggett. I said Hogarth. Mm. Well, but uh, mm. yeah, Bigfoot slings dick, mate. Yeah, mate, fucking taming some strange. <laughs> taming to be on strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taming some supernatural. <laughs> Gotta love that <laughs> supernatural strange. <laughs> oh well, she hasn't done a website. She, uh... Also, she's a liar. Mm. Or she just forgot. Well, she's been Maybe getting too much out. dick. Yeah, up to the death. John wanted more of an open relationship. Oh yes, with all the. Uh... <laughs> All the, the nature and whatnot. Mm. Amongst all the the fauna and what have you. Yeah. He likes mm. flowers, mushrooms, eating weed. Hung like a bastard, apparently. Ooh. Do you reckon his penis is very? Well, yeah, is it furry, but is it like a red rocket sort of thing? Or do you reckon it's, you know, like us, where it's on the outside of the body? Hmm. Like these are these, yeah. Yeah, these are the important questions. Mm, these are the important questions. Like I'm going to go thunder. with red rocket. Yeah. Big red rocket. So we're talking like doggy lipstick. Yeah. Well, what what do other primate penises look like? Well, what, is another, a, what is what is another Google? Yeah, what is a chimpanzee's 
you know, what does a chimpanzee's Corey look like? And like a gorilla's. Are they hanging out like cars or do they like hang out on the inside? I've seen a chimpanzee's balls before. The penis look like. Can't wait for the government to uh, look through my search. Chimpanzee. It kind of looks like a. No, it's like a red rocket sort of thing, mate. Well, it's more of a white rocket. White rocket? Hmm. It's white. Mm. Oh, I don't know, actually. He's not mid-zap, is he? Well, I'll say... Well, let me... Let me send you a picture, mate. Hmm. Have you ever Googled horse vagina? That'll confuse you. No. <laughs> it's, it's eerie. It's like symmetrical. It's like... Ooh, it's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think you can see why some of those weird farmhands back in the day tried fucking horses. You probably still do. So where is this? Uh, right. Let's send it over to you now, good sir. Have a look. Do, 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 It's kind of both. It's kind of mm. on the outside, but with an extension pole. On the outside with an extension pole. Have a look. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like a little willy, because that's a big ball sack. Hmm. And you can see the groove down the middle where the um obviously it would have been in two halves. Yeah. It's it's uh, moulded together. Then you've got it kind of Do you know what that reminds me of? Of what would have happened if I'd invented the thing longer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like a normal guy's like little stumpy willy, but that helmet looks like a finger. It looks like it's been it looks like an AI finger coming out of some guy's knob. So yeah, I'd say like it's like a white red rocket lipstick situation. Wow. Man, if that poked you, you'd fucking know about it, wouldn't you? Jesus. Mm. Really close. Well now we know. Now we know. These are the important questions, Aaron, so Of course. We're all about the important questions here. Mm. So, well, mm. I think we, we did all right there. Yeah. We turned up with uh, absolutely nothing and we did some last minute provisions to throw something together. I know. Completely winged oh, it. Yeah. And I know what everyone at home's thinking, like, compared to our normal, well structured, professional episodes. Um, but I think we've done, we done all right, mate. Yeah. Been one of them weeks, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, but I had a nice, nice weekend off, and I've got a week you off now. To. We went Clacton for the weekend. Nice, it, was, it was good. We was in a caravan park, but so the first day, no, the second day, sorry, Saturday, it just fucking pissed down all day. 
Like, Didn't it? oh, fucking day. <laughs> yeah, bro. And it was one of them Same ones. We, we literally like, spent most of it in the fucking caravan just like doing stuff. And I was kind of a bit like, could have fucking stayed at home and done this. <laughs> but um, sometimes it's nice just having the different four yeah, walls, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. But, um, but no, it was good, though, man. We still had a great time. It was Colby's yeah, birthday, so he got to fucking. Spend yeah, some of his nine. Fucking nine. nine now. Yeah. Jesus yeah, he's Christ. nine. Yeah. Yeah, so but no, he's, he's had a good fucking he's had a good few days, so I've got a week off with him. Gonna um uh go crazy golf one day. Oh nice. Um yeah, we're just going to do some bits with him. Might get him to do some painting and stuff. He's got some new yeah. paints and um, summer holiday stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And oh, I've got a shitload of minis if he wants to paint. <laughs> paint Mate, I, bet, I bet he could. <laughs> yeah, I bet he fucking could as well. He's a, he's a he's one of the artistic autistics as mm, our holy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Like his uncle Aaron. Mm. But, yeah, um, tell him there's no money in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's what I'm looking forward to. Be honest, mate, I'm just having a, I'm just looking forward to having a week off with no alarm clock going at fucking yeah, five o'clock in the morning. Gotta love some of that. Yeah, just looking forward to that more than anything. But yeah, no, I'm going to do some bits with him. I've got a uh, Magic the Gathering game on Thursday with a couple mates so yeah no looking forward to it looking forward to it man um, yeah you work Uh, hard for the money yeah that's it man yeah Yeah, I'm not got anything like that coming up really what with the uh, agoraphobia and all but Stuff coming yeah. up though, like we're doing stuff in the garden needs sorting. Fucking garden, like it's huge. You know what I mean? The garden mm. needs sorting. Took a huge chunk of the cherry tree off this morning. Did you? Well, afternoon. Sorry. Yeah, well, it, mate. It, we've got all these um vegetables growing. We can barely get um a lot of sunlight on some of these places because that cherry tree is so big. So some of it had to come off mm. just so we could save the rest of the garden. But uh, looks so much better now. There's so much more space open at the bottom. You'll know it's next time you're over. You'll be like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Ah, man. It's all, all going up in the world, mate. Mm. Mm. So what's happening on the next episode? Of, is that when we've got um, Fook on? Is that no, the next that'll episode? Be, is that... That'll be the following episode. That'll be the following episode. Who we got? On? Have we got anyone episode, on next? Or... We have indeed. Have we? We've got a visit from Cryptid Cocktail Party. Yeah, nice. Oh, yes. Another fun, fun podcast that we've uh, been somewhat. Uh, what's the word you would use? Uh, acquainted with since our, the beginning of our podcasting journey. Yeah, yeah. We're literally sort of. I think he's like maybe one or two episodes ahead of us or something. Mm. But he, he's, they're, they're doing really fucking well, though. 
Yeah. In terms of followers and shit, man. Fucking. Yeah. You're really fucking well. Go check them out, people. Funny. And unlike us, <laughs> their episodes are about 20, 25 minutes long. Um, pretty pro. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he tends to know what it is he's talking about before he comes on. Nah. He's the whole package. He's dreamy. He's going to show us right up. <laughs> well. Though our average uh, episode plays now are 50. Uh. The highest it's been? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, Very man. modest beginnings, but mate, we're making the most of it. We're loving it. Broke yeah. past a thousand plays. Yeah. Ooh. And our flight MH370 episode is one play away from having a hundred plays on its own. Is it? It is. It's on 99 plays. I know, mate. No, oh, we're going up in the world. We're going up. 30 episodes, mate. Yeah, the big free home. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, mate. Most uh, babies in China won't make it that far. So that's quite a milestone. Oh. Uh, yeah. Fucking is, really. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. First episode was, what, February? Was indeed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Oh. It's, all, it's all slowly climbing. Yeah, that's it, man. I just think it's really interesting seeing all the different uh, countries that just kind of come in and listen to us it's like oh man why are we so popular in Bosnia it's crazy yeah it's fucking weird though isn't it yeah like 5% of our audience comes from there I mean that's like what half easy easy maybe more I mean I'm no mathematician but that's definitely half yeah it's got a 5 in it yeah 0. 0.5 means half so. exactly man oh damn so popular Oh, dog. So we could do a live tour in Bosnia. Yeah. Hire out of theatre. <laughs> so... Absolutely. <laughs> we know where we're wanted. Bosnia and Norway. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, cool. Wow. Well, mm. I think that's a good enough place to wrap it up, is it? Yeah. Shorter one this week, but... Yeah, they don't always have to no, be two uh, hour long. Fucking hell, that's it. And I don't think this one's uh, any less decent for it. I think we covered good ground here. And yeah, got right. some potential oh. yeah. episode, half episode subjects. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is it, mate. Definitely the ones to look into. Yeah, we had the uh, Oklahoma. City bombing, and the yeah. other one was the Federal Gold. Reserve. Yeah. yeah, the Nazi gang, Nazi gold. Yeah, the fucking vacuum. I got it. I'm telling you, 100. Mm. It's been guarded by minotaurs and giant spiders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so save the spider. <laughs> <laughs> what about us, Galgamex? Galgamex. 
You just reminded me. I said I was going to fucking subscribe to Paramount Plus this month. Make it happen, brother. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Make it happen. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will do one episode where we don't make a reference one day, but never gonna happen, right? Uh, it's definitely not today. Nope. <laughs> oh, the Galgamet Catholics. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, fuck, we're off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking broke me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So long, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) So, so, the spider.